For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And welcome back in the third and final hour of the program here on a very busy Friday. And uh, let me give you a programming note. By the way, I, I think that Councillor Gomes was calling in during the break, but we might have gotten disconnected. Uh, certainly he can call back in. And that would make me a little bit concerned because Council President Morad and Councillor Markey had an issue with the VIP line. So I hope we're not having some phone issues there. I apologize if we are. But a programming note, uh, as I mentioned before, uh, coming up on Barry's program, he will have Adam Bass joining him. He will have Marcus Ferrer joining him, talking more about this. Tonight on South Coast Tonight, Chris and Marcus will welcome Ryan Pereira and Shane Burgo, uh, city councilors. They will be here at 7 p.m., and they will be taking your calls. So for people who have been concerned about that, about you know the way that we have this set up with uh, Council President Morad calling in with another counselor, it's just hard over the phone to take calls and especially see i'm willing to try it more than the other hosts are because i do it on spooky south coast so i'll have a guest on the phone on spooky south coast and still take phone calls from the listeners and i'll fight my way through some of the the echo of the delay having to repeat the question Uh, i'm willing to do that not every host is willing to go through that but it's certainly even harder to do that when council president morad is calling in and she has the other counselor on a conference call with her and then they call in together onto the vip line here because if they called in separately they would have that same issue going on so they do that so that they can hear each other better and if we brought in another call on top of that it would just really turn into a a bit of an auditory mess maybe as we go along with the segment we can change the technology that we're using maybe we can go to a stream yard or a clean feed or something like that but you know for now this is just the way that it's working out but counselors uh, Pereira and Burgo will be in tonight on South Coast tonight to answer your questions. And I believe we have now joining us on the the VIP line, Counselor at Large, Brian Gomes. Good morning, Counselor. Is that you? Yes, it is, Tim. Good morning to you. Good morning. How are you? I am fine, sir. How are you? I'm doing all right. So uh, as, as I had mentioned, you know, you wanted to be able to kind of chime in a little bit about what went on in the meeting last night and uh, the way that some things are being characterized. Um, I, I thought, the, as I said last night when I got up, I thought that uh, there was a great debate on the issues that were the issue, the main issues that were before us uh, with the um, um, increases of pay and uh, what was forward to us from the administration. I thought the council has dug real down deep um, and to um, address the issue and address what is basically going on. But the real reason I called, I wanted, I requested you this morning. I know my colleagues have covered this, the city council president and uh, council 
Maki this morning on what we did last night was um, I, I, I have really had it, Tim, with the attacks um, by certain callers. And there's only a couple of callers because the general callers that you have called into your show, call into other shows, are very intelligent. They know what's going on. They have their opinion. They are um, um, very, uh, um, I, I, what do I want to say, um, approached. Their approach is, is one that, um, you know, nothing is perfect in life, but you, you try to do the best job. But uh, I'm not going to stand by and continue to have uh, people calling me a lap dog or, or whatever. And, and, and the station is allowing this, and the station also is allowing um, some uh, accusations and things said that are not true. And when I'm not there to defend myself, and, and it's really not appreciated. And I know you really don't have any control of that. But you do have a control that when that statement is made, let's get a little deeper about it. Let's, why don't you tell me about it? Then I'm um, just making an outright statement. You know, it's like this morning. I hovered over a woman screaming at her last night. I never got near that woman. I never got near that woman. We're not allowed to leave our chairs where we're speaking. Did I turn and say something? I wasn't even talking to that lady. I was talking to someone else that was sitting there that is always on the cuffs of, 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 um, going after the council, saying things, doing things. You know, I, you know, it's some. It's like when the ship is running bad, um, Tim, uh, or the team is running bad. Who do we usually go after? You go after the coach. Mm-hmm. It's not all the players. We got we got a situation in that in that city council where I got I've got people who are acting like journalists who are not. Um, um, they 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 spread nothing but lies and and and, and non truths. I, have, as a counselor, have been around, and I know I take the heat for the 30 years, and I should go. And I, let the people make that choice. We've got a very intelligent voting uh, people out there, and I've said it before. You know, it, it's like coming before you and telling, oh, the, the reason that they're in is because they um, uh, is um, alphabetical order. Yeah, something the intelligence of the people of the city. Alphabetical order? Well, if that was the case and scenario, when I originally got elected, they had to go a long way down the ballot. They have to go a ways down the ballot to pick and choose um, who they want in that top five using their top vote. Don't insult the intelligence of people who vote. They know what they're doing and they know who they're voting for. And, um, you know, some things have been said and on this radio station. And, and I have, I've just I just wanted to address that. And I appreciate you um, all the time, because anytime I've called you, you, you're always responsive to counsel if you have the moment or whatever to call in. Um, we we have a job to do, and we want to do the best job that we can. Um, does things get heated up sometimes? Yes. Is there uh, is there a problem right now with the mayor's office and some of the city council? I'll speak for myself. Yes, there is. I have made comments in the past two or three weeks that there has been crickets, crickets, almost like shh. Let's not talk about that, but let's talk about um, this very minute thing and, and make it a bigger deal than what it is in what Gomes has said. I don't make a comment without having backup. One thing about me, I'm not like some of the others. You have plan A, but you think you're so darn smart you don't have plan B, C. I do. And um, but basically what I'm getting to is um, I, I've made some comments and there's nobody jumping, nobody talking, nobody seeing nothing. And that in itself tells me of what the control is and what is going on in this city. Um, I'll continue to do the job the way I do it. You call me a grandstander. That's fine. Uh, I'm going to keep grandstanding for the people of this city. I, as a matter of fact, I'm accepting that. I said that to a colleague the other night. That's my title, grandstander. I like it. 
because at least I'm doing something. I've been doing something, and I continue to do something. And if you look at my record, sometimes all I have to do is grandstand, and there is reaction to my statements or whatever. In some cases, there is no reaction because, hey, you know why? You ain't got an answer to it, and you ain't got no way out of it. I thank you for the opportunity, sir. Um, again, I want to be responsive to um, the media. Um, I'm another one of those that called out the media last night. The whole story has to be told. It's been a biased situation within the city council. I'll give you a perfect example, Tim. Some time ago, um, we had a marijuana, um, um, the, um, um, the, um, the committee on, on, on cannabis mm-hmm. having a meeting. We had a, a group in. Um, we um, we uh, uh, wanted to place a, a, a um, marijuana facility. Had, matter of fact, had seven licenses and everything. That night at that meeting, I questioned the administration as to why they were extorting more money from the marijuana uh, um, people than what the state allowed. And I asked that question. The answer to me from the attorney at that time was, everybody else is doing it. And I said, everybody else is doing it, so we do it. We're a leader. We don't do what everybody else does. We do what's right. You know what the story read the following day? Council Gomes is angry. And I never went to the thrust of the story because the thrust of the story would have nailed somebody. And that's when I'm talking about holding the media accountable. If they're going to talk about an issue or an issue is going to be addressed, please have both sides of it. And, and please, uh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm just saying... Uh, if someone's going to make, again, accusations or whatever, we should be able to defend ourselves. We should be able to defend ourselves and not that, let that continue to go on and go on the way it has been. And for me, I'll speak for myself. I'm, I'm not holding back anymore. I, have, I, I'm, I just am not holding back anymore. I, I'm fed up with the way things have been going around here. I'm fed up with upstairs in the third floor and, and what has been going on up there. And it seems like anything that administration right now touches is not, is not very good. There's problems with the state. There's problems with the waterfront. There's problems with Hathaway Road. And it always seems to be, it's a national trend. It's a national trend with the police and everything. I'm sick of the national trends. What are we doing here in New Bedford as leaders to solve our own problems? Yes, we have national trends going on, but we should solve them. That's the excuse for everything from the Hathaway Road project to this project to that project. Not that many things have been going wrong. So I'll go back to my original concept in the beginning. When things are going wrong, who they usually get rid of? The coach. Thank you for the opportunity. God bless the city of New Bedford. Tim, thank you very much for the opportunity this morning. All right. Thank you, sir. Have a good day and have a good weekend. You too. And, uh, and and one thing that I will say about Councillor Gomes, you know, where he is saying, like, people aren't reaching out and getting the full story. I will say, in all of my experiences with him, he has always been very responsive. So when... When people do report about him, he is going to stand up and he's going to answer your questions uh, about that. So if you want to react, 508-996-0500 or hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app. Uh, in the time that we have left this hour, I want to get into this other story before we run out of time. And again, if you want to call in about any of the things we've been discussing, it's all on the table. I don't want you to feel like you know we're moving on and shifting gears and you can't address that. But I do just want to bring this topic up uh, before we run out of time. There Again, as I mentioned last night, this story came into us. Uh, actually, it was provided to Marcus. Give credit where it's due. The information was provided to him. He was on the air with South Coast Tonight. He sent me the story. 
Uh, I had said to him, hey, I can, you know, when I get home from bowling, I can get cracking on this and the two of us can team up. And between the two of us, we can get everything that we need together because, you know, it was brought to your attention and I'm just doing some of the legwork and you're going to do some of the legwork. We will share the credit on the story. And um, we were not able to get comment from the other side, so we couldn't go forward with it. Now, kudos to the Standard Times. They did get comment uh, on the other side. So Frank Mulligan, who is a great reporter. He has been somebody who has been around for a long time. I know he's new to covering the city council uh, in New Bedford, and so a lot of folks might think he's a newcomer. Uh, but Frank Mulligan has been working in the weekly papers that are owned by the same company that owns the Standard Times for a long time. Frank Mulligan was covering Wareham for a long, long time. Uh, and not, not to, um, you know, call him old or anything, but uh, he has a great amount of experience covering municipal government. And so he may be new to the city council beat in New Bedford, but he is not new to the game at all. And he published the story, uh, the Standard Times has the story, that the Coalition for Social Justice put out a press release last night in which there are some, what they consider to be some concerning of memes and, and posts that were put on the Facebook account of Ward 3 candidate Sean Oliver. Now, the Coalition for Social Justice, uh, I believe, is is endorsing um, Carmen Amaral to run. I may be wrong in, in there being a formal endorsement, uh, but certainly that they are uh, push, pushing for her to be the candidate. So, I'm sorry, yes, they have officially endorsed Amaral's candidacy. So these memes according to the Coalition for Social Justice, are considered offensive toward women and to the LGBTQ plus community. And you can see some of those memes at the, with the Standard Times article. Uh, I What I did is when I got home last night, they had provided screenshots, and I went through Sean Oliver's Facebook account and searched, because you can search for the exact date of posts, and I searched for the exact same posts and the exact same dates that they had provided. Not that I didn't believe the Coalition for Social Justice, but you've got to independently verify that they are, in fact, legitimate posts that are on his page. Again, not to impugn them and accuse them of trying to create something, but you need to verify. And also to make sure and to see what the, the relation of the post was. you know. And I know it shouldn't matter, but you want to look and see, was it something that they posted on their own, or did they just hit the share button? Because if it's offensive, it doesn't matter which, which way you did it. But it's a question to ask if you're going to talk to the person that posted it. You say, well, you know, what made you compelled to post it? If, and sometimes if somebody just hits a share, they might be like, oh, gee, I didn't read that good enough. Uh, I'm sorry. I would never have said that. But sometimes, you know, it, it, obviously, if you've taken the time to download something and then re-upload it, it's a different story. Just in my mind. Uh, so... I was trying to confirm them. I was not able to find all of them, but I found some of them. And I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't find all of them to be as problematic as the Coalition for Social Justice was trying to make them out to be. You know, there was something that said uh, along the lines of, if you, know, if you don't think you're getting paid enough, then learn a skill that gets you paid more. You know, I listen, do, do I think that that, means that uh, uh, Sean Oliver doesn't support people making a livable wage? No. I think that people look at that and they say, if you need more money, there's opportunity to go out there and earn more money by gaining more skill and by learning. I don't find that as offensive. Some of the other memes were offensive. 
So, at least in my opinion, um, there was one where um, it was uh, Vice President Kamala Harris and former Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, uh, and they were dressed up in these colorful um, outfits that were at the State of the Union address, I believe, and they were likened to the guys from Dumb and Dumber when they show up dressed up in their tuxedos and their top hats. I, I, I don't really find that offensive. I look at that and I say... I get the joke here. Uh, the Coalition for Social Justice press release is equating that that is, you know, anti-women. And I don't know that that's, if that's necessarily the intention behind it. It's they're wearing the same color clothes as Harry and Lloyd. So, uh, you know, I didn't see that as offensive. Some of them I did find offensive. Uh, one about somebody using a urinal next to a a person who is a, an apparent cross-dresser and it says, you know, this is what happens when you vote for Democrats or, you know, do you regret voting for Democrats now? Something along those lines. And there was another one that depicted the evolution of the female and the last one, you know, for whatever year it was that it was posted, depicts what's supposed to be a woman but having male genitalia. I do find those offensive towards transgender people and toward the LGBTQ plus community. And I can see why they would find it offensive. But um, Frank Mulligan was able to get comment from Sean Oliver. And he says, these are his comments to the Standard Times. I think it's hilarious. They're giving a lot of attention to one little guy who wants better for the city. Uh, he says, I'd have to see what they are in referring to the memes. Now, I sent them to, to him. I emailed him the exact information that we got from the Coalition for Social Justice but I haven't seen a response yet, but he does have them in his hands uh, if he checks his email. Uh, let's see what they are. Things come across Facebook. I like them. I post them. I share them. It's not to be insensitive to people, not to poke fun at people. He added, I'm just going to keep knocking on doors and talking to folks. I think that our message is resonating because we wouldn't be put in this position if it wasn't. And he said that it's an attempt to portray him as an extreme right winger. Uh, the person who put it together, one of the organizers for the Coalition for Social Justice, April Jennison, said, quote, I think the residents have a right to know what type of person they're voting for, whether it's somebody who truly is a moderate and is able to facilitate discussions between diverse groups of people, or if it's someone who is going to be turning people away at the table based on partisan reasons, based on ideology. And then Oliver responded with that in Frank Mulligan's piece, I'm not running to be a jerk. I'm not running to be right wing. I'm running to be the right person for Ward 3. That's all. So I, I you know, I, I take Sean Oliver's comments at face value that I don't think that he, whatever the feelings are that he has on these posts, will necessarily impact the way that he can represent Ward 3. And in no way is he saying that he feels like those people are people that he would not fairly represent. But I can also see why people who are living in that ward would see these and say, well, I don't know that this is the person that I want representing me. And I think his comments are just a little bit too dismissive of that possibility. Um, you know, he's trying to play it off as I'm not worried about it. Uh, and, you know, and I think nowhere in that statement that I hear. You know, I apologize if, if those posts did offend anybody. That wasn't my intention. I just heard that it wasn't my intention to offend anybody. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. So we have confirmation that those posts came from him. Well, he, he said he would have to see the posts. 
So I can verify that I found, I think, two of them for sure on his, might have been three, on his Facebook page. The other ones I did not see. It looked like maybe one of them had been removed for Facebook violation because they provided a screenshot of that. Um, but the other two I didn't see. And I don't know that he went in and deleted those um, when this when this came up. But, you know, that's a possibility. But they're just, I couldn't find them on the page uh, searching for them by the date on which they were posted. Wow. Well, talk about a, a February surprise, I guess we'll call it. Right. That, that, that's not going to be good for him. Uh, my, my only concern with, with both the candidates, uh, judging from the uh, debate, was that the length of uh, travel time they would have to use to, to go from their job to the council. But from what I understood, he worked in Walpole, mm-hmm. uh, and she works in Rochester. Uh, I thought she was a little more polished during the debate than he was but now having this uh in front of us i'm just hoping that people would three can respond to that properly well the the real question tom is were there enough people coming out in the ward three special election to vote for something like this to to make a difference in the way that they vote right right yeah amazing okay and i enjoyed uh the the interview with uh council morad and and council markey and council gomes uh you can see where uh some of the the uh, peeling of the onion on a lot of issues uh, for them, they feel doesn't take place. And uh, it, it just produces more information for the public, which is important. Uh, so I'm glad you have them on from time to time. And that's, that's good for the public. Other than that, uh, at this point, uh, well, we get the wood tree race and we'll listen to what Marcus has to say. Absolutely. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Let's uh, squeeze in a few more calls here before we got to take a break. You're next on WBSM. Hi, good morning. Yeah, this is Richard Rollet, uh with the Democratic City Committee. Hey, Richard, uh, we, we haven't all... we haven't talked in a long time. How are you? No, we haven't. Yeah, um, I'm I'm fine. How about you? I'm doing all anyway, right. Anyway, uh, I wanted to say that I found these memes. I found out about this a couple of weeks ago. I work with the Coalition for Social Justice also, and I found these memes particularly offensive. Um, I know a lot of gay people. I know a lot of transgender people that are wonderful people. That doesn't mean everybody's wonderful. It just means that I know a lot that are. And it doesn't seem to me that people should be making fun of them. Um, similarly, with Nancy Pelosi and Kamala Harris, I mean, two of the most prominent women in the United States government um, to be mocked is is ridiculous. And then con- considering the fact that uh, Sean Oliver is a supporter and voted for and admitted in a recent article in the, uh, in the Bedford Light that he voted for... Um, uh, Tom Hodgson, and he liked his law and order perspective. And everybody knows that Tom Hodgson is the big Trump supporter and was chairperson of his campaign in 2020 in Massachusetts. I don't know if it was just ceremonial or what. It just makes me look like look like look at it and say, you know, this guy seems like he's very much in support of of that type of politics and that type. And frankly, I think these memes. I mean, I think it's childish well, in a lot of ways. Me, I mean, can I, I can I just I ask you, Richard, for posterity? What? Can I ask you? Do you feel the same way after the State of the Union this year, when you know there were the photos of of uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's outfit being compared to like Cruella Deville from 101 Dalmatians? Is that just as no, offensive to you? I, I well, I I didn't actually see that to be honest with you, but I mean, I don't. I think that that would be offensive too. Okay. Um, but but anyway, to me. People should be concentrating on the issues at hand and the issues. And if this were just talking about the issues in the city, blah, blah, blah. But given that it seems like, at least from the New Bedford Light article, it seems 
seems like from their interviews, uh, and possibly the Standard Times too, I don't know, um, I don't get to see the Standard Times as much as I used to, I, it seems like there are, you got to look for things, because this, the New Bedford Light people are saying, it seems like they're almost alike in every issue. And to me, the fact that uh, uh, Carmen supported, Carmen Amaral supported Paul Haru for change, which most of the progressive community in this city did. I mean, the city voted, I don't know what the vote was, but I was, I'm was. i sure it was at least 60 or 70 percent in favor of Paul Haru to, to make this change and get rid of um, Tom Hodgson, that people are sick of that type of politics. And that similarly here, I think that people want should know what they're voting for. And I think that uh, I know that, I mean, I've been campaigning for Carmen. In fact, I'm on my way out to do it right now. And I know that People want to know about this stuff, and when they find out, they say, oh, I didn't know about that. So I think it's good that DSJ is, is putting this information out so people can take it into account. Whether or not it changes their vote, obviously not necessarily, but for some people, you know, they want to know, hey, what's this person, what's behind this person, you know? Um, and I think that Ms. Amaral has a, you know, wonderful career, and, and she's doing a wonderful job, and he may be a wonderful prison guard at Walpole, um, but, you know, uh we want to know what their stands are on the issues, not and and not any of this other stuff. You know, we have too many people right now in this country that are trying to stop anything that's getting done to make things better. And I think it's time we elect people that are going to make things better. So right. I, I'm just saying I, I think people should take this information into consideration and, and support Carmen on Tuesday's election. And hopefully the the weather that they're predicting doesn't come out because yes. you know what happens I mean, right in a small turnout elections especially a special elections which are usually small turnout you know if the weather's really bad it may depress the turnout and that's the last thing we need. and and you you know about those elements better than anybody for sure oh i know from 33 <laughs> years of delivering mail all right thank you for the call yeah. have a good day You're don't, don't be a stranger nice yeah. and uh, yeah, we bye-bye. we used to talk all the time on my old saturday morning program callers hang on i have to take a break because we are late for it when we come back on the other side i have received a statement from sean oliver i will read when we come back and we'll take your calls as well stay tuned no here w back to your phone calls in a moment first of all I just want to remind you, too, that if you're looking for a great place to go out and get some great food this weekend, you know, spoil yourself. Go out to dinner at Barrels and Boards in Raynham. Have a delicious dinner. I'll always recommend the King Burger, which is my favorite. Uh, I'll always recommend the candied bacon appetizer with the butterscotch sauce that you baste on it with the brush yourself. I'll also always recommend their pizzas. The Portuguese pizza, oh, so good. But while you're there, like I said, spoil yourself. Pop into the market, do some shopping, get yourself some of those high-quality meats and seafoods. You're going to be surprised that it doesn't cost you that much more than it does in the supermarket for something that is much better quality. And you can also get frozen meals ready to go so that next week when the kids are back at school and doing all their activities, you can just throw those in the oven and heat them up for the family or get individual-sized ones as well. You don't have to worry about making dinner. Barrels and Boys has made it for you. They also have their pizzas in frozen form so that you can just pop them on the grill for a couple minutes, warm them up, or put them in the oven, and there's a nice barrels and boards meal for a very short amount of time. And, of course, Montelio's desserts. Why? Because you deserve it. So check them out. Barrels and Boards. They're at Route 138 in Raynham. Check them out online, barrelsandboardsma.com. That's barrels, the letter N, boardsma.com. And callers, before we get to you, I'm just going to read to you Sean Oliver's statement that he sent over uh, as we were discussing this. 
We must be doing something right. I'm flattered that with a few days left in the election, we're close enough in this race that my opponent's supporters are running desperate and throwing everything but the kitchen sink at me in an effort to distract voters from the real issues people in Ward 3 are facing like providing constituent services. I'm proud of the positive grassroots campaign I've run, and I look forward to earning the trust and support of the voters of Ward 3 this Tuesday. And uh, I did ask him if he wants to offer comment on the accusations that these memes are transphobic and homophobic, and uh, and he is actually typing back now, so I will get that to you as he sends it over. But l- right now, let's take a-, a phone call. Good morning. You are next on WBSM. Hello, you're on the air. Once. Hello. Hello, you're on the air. Hi. Uh, this is Wendy. Uh, I'm a New Bedford resident, and um, I just want to put some things into context with the things that have been said. Sure. Um, first, I understand, Tim, that you didn't find all of those means offensive, and that is certainly your prerogative, but you do not get to make that determination when you are not a member of one of the groups targeted. No, 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 no. Hold, hold on. Let me clarify. Okay. Let me clarify yeah. because I, I am offended by the memes that you are Some talking about. I said what I, what I was not offended by was the one that said that if you know if you need to earn more money, you know, earn a skill. Like I, I didn't see right. that as necessarily having a okay. a negative intention behind it, I should say. So not right. I understand you know, why somebody might get offended by it, but I don't think that was the intention of it. And you, the same But you also you also yeah, but you're also trying to twist it so that it's not it doesn't have a nefarious undertone. And the fact of the matter is it does. All well, of you these no, memes, you're you're coming you know, at it by saying that it does the same, no, same way you don't have any proof that it does. Here's, here's what I'm going to say. The only person painting Mr. Oliver as a right-wing, right-wing extremist is himself by posting memes like that because they all have a very common theme that's undeniable. Let's be honest about that. And when you talk about, well, it's not offensive because they're making fun of their outfits, it's also targeting women. And that's exactly what that is. And as a man, of course, you're not going to find offense to that because you're not on the receiving end of that. No, that's, that's, a, that's an incorrect statement for you to make because I would not support somebody making some, an offensive statement toward a woman. I just think that that is something that you can't look at that immediately and say that's anti-woman. That's just when you taking a with, look. But when you tie it with other, other memes that are posted that are similar in tone, yes, you can. Sure. If you want to say, look at the look at the body of posts and say, you know, look at then you can make an extrapolation of the intention based on that. Sure. I'm just saying based on what I see in that meme, I can't say that there was a a negative intention behind that one. Certainly other ones I can see right away like this is mean spirited and this is transphobic and this is homophobic. Right. But uh, while there may be different levels to it, they're all entwined. Number one. Number two, I think it's also important to not spin the narrative in certain directions to say, well, this is, you know, CSJ is endorsing um, Carmen Amaral, blah, 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 blah. So therefore that's their intent regardless. CSJ does a lot more things than endorse candidates. CSJ works all year round fighting for equality in pay, equality in rights, equality in all of these different issues. So maybe they're just looking to make sure that everybody knows exactly who they're voting for and that some of these people may not be working towards the exact same goal. And I think that it's important also that everything is exposed and everybody knows exactly who they're voting for because someone who thinks it is funny to make sexist, homophobic, misogynist, and classist jokes is not fit to represent a diverse community. It reflects their lack of judgment, their lack of self-control, their lack of professionalism, and an inability to be neutral on issues that are deeply sensitive and personal to so many. As somebody who works in one of the only gay bars in this region, never mind in this city, 
I find a lot of what he posted hurtful, deeply hurtful to that community. And it's unacceptable. I'm sorry, but it's not. This is not somebody who should be representing the masses. It's yeah. not. And and by the way, Wendy, I do have your app chat message that you send in. If it's okay with you, I'd like Thank to reach you. out to you because I do want to. I, I saw you in an article, uh, you know, commenting in an article. I think it was in your Bedford Light piece a while back, and I've been meaning to invite you to come on the show. So I'd like to reach out to you and, and have you come on sometime. I'd be happy to. All right. Well, I will reach out. Thank you for the call. And Thanks. and uh, let me see here. Uh, I got an app chat message here. Uh, there's a bunch that are coming in. Uh, but one came in from HC in New Bedford. Tell me about how Carmen has never done anything stupid in her life, Tim. Uh, well, here's the thing, though. If she did, she didn't post it on social media for everybody else to see and didn't leave it up there when she decided to run for office or else somebody would have sent us those screenshots as well. I'm just responding to what we've been sent and what I've been able to confirm is on there. So if... You know, if she did something stupid and somebody wants to bring it to my attention, we would give the same amount of attention to that as well. 508-996-0500. Let's squeeze in another quick one before I got to take a break because I do have two that I got to get done before the end of the hour. You are next on WBSM. Hey, Tim, can't wait to see your ratings. They're going to be fantastic. <laughs> it's been a busy day with a lot of stuff going on. Listen, man, it's like the days of our lives. This is great, great, great content. I mean, it's out of control. Like, like. People need to remember, these are the people that are running our communities, right? Let's talk about the city council session yesterday. These are the people that are directly affecting our lives on a day-to-day basis. Like, we make fun of Orange Man Trump, and we make fun of uh, Crazy Joe Biden all day long. But we have to remember, like, what they do does not really have effect locally in a, in a broader sense. Mm-hmm. And like, so the craziness that's going on, it's unreal. People wonder why New Bedford doesn't get ahead. Here you go. Here's the evidence right well, in front of you. And this people, is why New Bedford doesn't get ahead. People were wondering why I was making such a big deal about the city council attacking the media. Well, because whenever anybody in government decides to turn their attention on the media, it, it pulls apart the credibility of the media and makes the people less trustworthy of them. And you don't believe me? All you have to do is go back to Donald Trump's presidency and what he was able to do to erode public trust in the media. And, and I'm not even getting into the, the fact that certain parts of the media did it to themselves as well, but it just made it so easy that we in the WBSM newsroom can put out a story. There's a fire on, you know, Cogsall Street, and somebody can cry fake news because yeah. but when they went over there, the fire was already over. Like, crazy. that's that's the problem that we live That's the, the problem with the world we live in. Yeah, crazy. And even with the Sean Oliver stuff, man, like, honestly, it's crazy, like, the, the propaganda spin. Everybody coming out, like, I just, that Democrat, uh, whoever was part of the group that put out this information, he himself just came out of his mouth that he had this information weeks ago. So why did they put it out now? We all know um, I think I think in knowing about it as an individual versus the, the organization putting it out might be the difference there. Listen, Tim, come on. You know what's going on. You know the game. You know what they do. They put it. And I don't know Sean Oliver from a hole in the wall. I'm not from Ward 3, any of that nonsense. So I, I, like, I got no skin in the game. I'm just saying you know what they're doing. That's not okay. I don't care what this guy's opinions are. I want him, I want somebody in office that's going to make our lives in New Bedford better, okay? I don't care if the CEO of my company that's has been breaking records for months and months and months and months, but he's a pig in his real life, right? He's an alcoholic and he goes out to the strip clubs and all of that. I don't care. 
I care what affects me day to day. I want this city to grow. I don't want to hear about the bullshit and all of that nonsense. That's nonsense. Is this guy going to make the decisions that impact my day to day and make it better? That's what I want to know. Well, and that'll be what the, the War 3 voters will have to decide on Tuesday. I want to thank you for the call, but I got to take a break. You got it. All right. Uh, and if you want to call in, we'll try and squeeze it in. 508-996-0500. Uh, if you want to do that, by the way, let me just remind you to, um, the, well, let me tell you. I'll, I'll tell you when we come back uh, about all the great programming that we have coming up where we're going to be continuing on with this topic. A little tease to make sure you come back. The local talk rolls on all. I told you I would tell you about what's coming up on the station today. You will have during the Barry Richard show. He's going to be talking with Adam Bass and Marcus Farrow more about what happened with the city council last night. He has talked to uh, Councillor Baptiste, I believe, too, and uh, may have some information for you on that and, and his comments toward Adam Bass. Also, this evening on South Coast Tonight, they will have councillors Ryan Pereira and Shane Burgo on the program here in the first hour taking your phone call. So if you want to call in and ask them questions about what's been going on with the council, they'll be taking your phone calls this evening on South Coast tonight. Should be a really interesting discussion. So make sure you tune in for that as well. And as I've been mentioning, you probably are looking for a place to get out there and have breakfast this weekend. And I told you before about some of the amazing specials at... Um, just another Phoenix this weekend, but I got asked if I could repeat some of those again. So let me tell you, you're going to get Berry Blast Pancakes, $9.95. Italian Sausage Omelet with um, onion, pepper, tomato, and mozzarella, $13.95. Eggs with Turkey Charisse, $9.75. You can get Casserole and Cheese Omelet, $12.95. You can get their Cookie Crumble French Toast for $9.95, or you can get... My favorite, the Boston Cream French Toast for $9.95. That's at Just Another Phoenix. They're located on Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. If you don't have time to sit down and have a full breakfast, you can get it all right through their drive through window. And I recommend getting yourself some of that Boston Cream French Toast while it's available. Got to take my final break of the program. Be back in a few moments. The WBSM app is... We're going to feel the wind coming in. And, of course, we have storms coming in uh, Monday night and Tuesday, whatever they may turn out to be. So now the time you're going to realize you've got those drafty windows, you've got those drafty doors. Well, reach out to Precision Window and Kitchen in New Bedford. They're big enough to handle the biggest jobs, like replacing all the windows in your home, your entry doors, or a full kitchen or bathroom model. But they're also small enough to handle what the other guys won't, like fixing a broken pane of glass or a torn screen. And better yet, they come to you, they get the piece that needs to be fixed, they bring it to their shop, fix it, and then bring it back to your house and reinstall it so you don't have to worry about them fixing it and then you trying to put it in and popping a hole in the screen or breaking the glass again. They've been family owned and operated for over 35 years and they will get the job done right. You can check them out in their showroom at 1111 Cushion Avenue in New Bedford or you can give them a call at 508-990-3576 or better yet visit them at precisionwindowandkitchen.com. That's precisionwindowandkitchen.com. That'll do it for me for today. Stay tuned. Barry's coming up. He's going to have Adam Bass on. He's going to have Marcus on. Uh, he'll have a whole bunch more. And, of course, South Coast tonight this evening, we'll have counselors Burgo and Pereira on to take your phone calls. Lots going on today, right? You can't say that it was a slow Friday for conversation here on WBSM. Uh, and I'll be back tomorrow night for Spooky South Coast to get weird with you then. Until then, enjoy every sandwich. WBSM and W258. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. 
Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.